Welcome to Wyoming Valley Church's podcast with Pastor Todd Walker. This past Sunday, we were in the book of 1 John once again, and my dad actually spoke to us on the topic of choices, how important it is to make godly choices that line up with the will of God, and, and that's what I want to continue talking about today in our Sermon Extras podcast, making lasting choices as well as godly choices. I probably don't have to convince you very much that we live in a day and age, a world where things just don't last. They say about new cars when you buy a new car, which I've never done. But uh, when you buy a new car and you drive it off the lot, it begins to depreciate. It begins to lose its value. Uh, But I don't think it's just cars that are that way. I think anything we get in this earth has a clock on it. And as soon as we get that thing, that clock starts. And that thing, whatever that is, begins to depreciate and lose its value. And even to our mind, lose its luster. And it could be a piece of technology. It could be a toy that you grew up wanting. It could be as profound even as a relationship. You know, they call it the honeymoon period, where at the beginning of a relationship, everything is is sunny and roses and everyone's happy. But then you get to life and the nitty gritty of life and that luster begins to wear off. And now it's just about value and perspective and faithfulness. But the world is just sort of built that way where things just don't last. And I, I guess I'm thinking about this for a couple reasons one is because it comes up in First John, and we're going to look at that, but also because we're nearing upon the Christmas season, and I have five children, and my children know how to ask for things leading up to Christmas so that they can make sure that we don't miss it and uh, that they get what they want. And so there's, there's always some toy or something that they're looking forward to getting for Christmas. And I remember my own childhood, even that way, that there was something I was making sure I told my parents, put a little seed in their mind and in their ears so they made sure they got what I wanted. And oftentimes we would get that thing. If it wasn't too expensive, we would get the thing, the toy that we wanted. And I remember when I got that toy being so excited going, yes, this is exactly what I want. This is perfect. In fact, I even think I said the phrase, mom, you never have to give me anything else ever again. This is all I ever wanted. And how silly and foolish I was as, as a child because everything depreciates. Everything loses its value and its luster and wears off. And so when I, when I get my own children things, I can see that very clearly very excited. I, my son says things like, I'm so happy, dad. Thank you, dad. You're the best dad. But it's only a few days before that thing that I bought him so specially is, is just kind of lying off in the corner somewhere collecting dust. And he's onto something new. There's something new that he wants, a new game, a new toy. He's he, There's a new level for whatever game and he wants the new thing. And that's just kind of how this world is built, unfortunately. And it, and it is unfortunate because it means that it's very hard for us to stay content. And I think about that with technology, especially because in technology, it's moving so fast and it's so easy to get on the rat race with something like a smartphone because every single year a new smartphone comes out and it's got new features, it's faster, it's got a better camera, it's got all of these things that the media tries to convince us that we have to have to function. I remember a few years ago getting the top device, the top phone, and thinking to myself, good, I don't have to think about phones for a long time. You know, it's fast, it's it's new, it's got all the features, I can do everything I need to on it, uh, even for ministry. But it wasn't long before something new came out, something better, something more functional, something um, that's more appealing to the, to the masses of people. And in fact, I kind of I kind of got frustrated with the whole rat race, and I actually went backwards with technology. <laughs> Some of you guys know I use a BlackBerry now. It's like I didn't want the rat race any longer. I just wanted something that would be functional, that would uh, just satisfy my needs, and I was done chasing. But that's the world we live in. You got to have the best and the greatest and the newest. And even when you get that thing, it just doesn't last. And that's a big problem because it draws us to discontent. 
And it's almost like that. We know that's a sin. That's a sin to be discontented. But it's almost like there's a purpose in us. There's a part of us that has to have something that will last. And I think we find that from God. I think we find that from Scripture. The one verse I want to focus on today is verse 17 of 1 John 2. And this is what it says. Listen to the language. It says, And the world is passing away. There it is. The world is passing away along with its desires. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. And I want to contrast these two things today between passing desires and abiding forever. Because as we notice here in the first part of 1 John 2, 17, he says the world is passing away. Passing away, not even going to pass away. It's in the process of passing away. The world, everything, everything we know upon this world is passing away, even to our own bodies. You know, they say by age 30 or 40 or whatever it is, you already begin to start dying. Isn't that interesting? That we don't have long upon this life before our body just starts to break down and stop functioning the way that it once was. But it's not just our bodies, it's everything on the world. It's it's every single piece of technology that the world can come up with. It's It's got a clock on it. It's not going to last. It's all the people in the world. It's all the desires in the world. It's everything that the world can offer you. John says it's passing away. It's got a really big flaw with it. It's not going to last. Sometimes when I get a, a slow leak in my tire in our vehicle, it's kind of an illustration of that, that you get a slow leak in your tire and for a while you're okay. You can drive on that tire and, and not be too big of an issue, but the clock is on it, right? Little by little, that tire loses air and loses pressure and you're going to have to go get a patch. You're going to have to go put more air in it. And that's kind of how the world is. There's a slow leak and maybe it's not even as slow as we thought it is. Maybe it's quick. In comparison to eternity, it is extremely quick, of course, but there's a leak there's a hole in that tire, in that thing that we have upon this world, and it's little by little, it's losing air and luster and desire. And John says, the world is passing away. Everything upon this world is doing that. And it's almost like the devil still tricks us, because logically, I think we all know that. We all know that the body is passing away, and everything we have upon this earth is not going to last. We're not going to take it with us. We, we can't just hold on to stuff and hoard stuff. But it's almost like the devil still tricks us because we, we put that out of our mind and we just live for the now. We live for the desires of the day, of today. We chase the things that will make us happy today or this afternoon or tonight because that's enough for us. If it makes me happy tonight, then that's all I need. And maybe that sounds like it's contentment going, oh, well, that's that's a good way to live. That's that's content. The problem is, is what about tomorrow's version of you? Is tomorrow's version of you going to be happy with yesterday's pleasures? yesterday's desires, yesterday's memories, or are you going to have to keep filling that void to go, wait a minute, yeah, that was fun yesterday, but I, I want that feeling again today. I want to chase that again. I want to fill that again. And every single time you do, the leak happens and starts and the air starts going out of it. And it's not long before you have to go and chase that feeling once again. And John says to us, it's passing away. It's passing away. And you need to know that because the, the next part of the verse should bring you joy because it says the world is passing away along with its desires, but. And a lot of times in scripture, when that word, that conjunction comes in, it's a very comforting thing because the way the verse starts off, it's kind of depressing. <laughs> if that was, there was just a period after that, it would be like, wow, buzzkill. The world is passing away along with its desires, period. That would be very depressing, but that's not what the verse says. It says, but on the other hand, however, there's something else to know. And John says, whoever does the will of God abides forever. Do you notice the contrast? The world is passing away along with its desires. It's already happening. The leak has begun. The time has started and it's going away. But whoever does the will of God abides forever. 
And I want to look at each word in this sentence a little bit so that we understand the meat of this and the importance and the significance. And I want to cap it off at the end with the word forever. But John says in this, this last phrase of this verse, he says, whoever does the will of God, whoever, anyone, any single person on this earth who does the will of God will abide forever. So that means it's all inclusive. Everybody can find this. Every single person, if they want to do the will of God, if they want to please God, if they want to serve God, they can. Now, yes, the Lord has to make it aware to them. But if you're reading this verse and you can make sense of it and understand the logic of it and appreciate it, then it's already like God has welcomed you into the club by saying to you, whoever, if you're listening to this and understanding this, you can do the will of God. And that's that's cool that this this party that we've been invited to is for everybody. Everybody can taste of this lasting satisfaction. Everyone can get off the Titanic of passing away stuff that this world offers you. You can get off that. You don't have to go down with a ship. Everyone can get off and everyone can get on the stable ship, which is the will of God. And to me, that's really cool that, that it says whoever, whoever does the will of God. And that's the next phrase. He says, does the will of God. It doesn't say knows the will of God. Of course, that's incredibly important too. But it says does because does is deeper than knows. Knows is just you intellectually get it. You understand it. But John says it's not just knows, it's does. Whoever does the will of God. That implies action and practice and application and, and fruit bearing and obedience. Things that the word of God talks about over and over and over. To just know the will of God and to sit in a church service and learn a lot of things is not enough. That's half the battle. You got to take what you know and you got to put it into practice. But it also does imply that you know it. Because nobody can do the will of God without first knowing the will of God. So that is involved in this process. Whoever knows the will of God and does the will of God abides forever. And the next phrase I want to focus on is the will of God. In the first part of this verse, he says, the world and its desires are passing away. Well, the word will of God can actually be translated into the desire of God. That whoever does the desires of God abides forever. Instead of the desires that we get from the world, the, the joy and the satisfaction we get from the world that passes away, the desires of God are well beyond what the world has. God has better desires. He has better things he's concerned about. As a parent of five children, I'm concerned about things that my children have no idea are important. How to pay bills, how to get groceries, how to take care of them, how to get what they need in order for to care for them medicine-wise and health-wise and protection-wise and warmth-wise. I'm taking care of so many things that if I didn't take care of those things, my children would be harmed. But my desires are better than theirs to just get up and play and have a good time. John says to us, whoever does the will of God, the desires of God... Which means, again, you got to know something deeper than, when, than what the world is teaching you. The world is teaching you to just have fun. Just live for your pleasures and your desires, and that's really immature. That's how children think. My children get up, and from sunup to sundown, they're just thinking about, how can I have fun? What can I play with? <laughs> what can I have fun doing? And, and it's, it's fine because they're children. But as they grow up, they have to learn responsibility. And there are more important things than just having fun and laughing. And we have to learn that spiritually, that there's more important things than just having satisfaction and gratification and having our desires met. That's not enough. There's also the things that matter to God. And once you know those things, you understand how important they are. And so John says, whoever does the will of God lives for the purposes and the desires of God. And this is the last thing he says, they abide forever. 
I looked at the word abide because it's not a word we typically use all the time. And even the word abide has a few different definitions. But the proper definition I found for the word abide is this. It says continue without fading or being lost. I'll say that again. The word abide can mean to continue without being lost or fading. Isn't that cool? Do you see that contrast with the passing desires of this world? They're here. They give you joy. You're happy. You're thrilled. And then there's a letdown. Oh, every single time. But John says the person who does the will of God abides forever, remains, survives, lasts, persists, stays, continues without fading or being lost. That's what happens when the person lives for the will of God. They abide, they last, their joy lasts, their satisfaction lasts. It's not fading. There's not a slow leak. There's not a letdown. Isn't that a cool thing to know? That those who do the will of God abides? And then he puts this last really important word after that. Forever. Because even something that abides, it can remain and continue and last and persist for a while. And that's a good thing. I mean, longevity is good, but it's still not forever. But John says, whoever does the will of God abides forever. Again, that's a word that we over-romanticize sometimes, you know. I'm going to love you forever, or, you know, I'm going to be here forever. And the word forever sometimes isn't literal in our language, in our vocabulary. But in this in this translation, it is. When you do the will of God, you will abide forever. As if to say there will never come a day where you're not abiding, where your desires are gone, where your body is gone. You'll always be alive. You'll always be joy-filled. You'll always have that initial happiness. It'll always be with you. Isn't that a cool thing to know? In our day and age, we're so broken into time and, and days and nights and seasons and things like that. And, you know, fall is here, but, you know, fall is, is going away and winter's going to come and then winter will come and eventually winter will leave. But the person who abides forever, there's no seasons. There's no nights and days. It's always day. Always day forever. We're always in the light. We're always joy-filled. We're always content. We're always secure. We're always protected we're always with God. And the one thing we need to focus on is there's one condition to having that real and true about us is that whoever does the will of God abides forever. You and I need to take our vision or focus off of the things of this world and put them on the will of God. We need to stop the rat race. We need to we need to get off that race and say, you know what? It doesn't matter if I have the newest stuff and technology. It doesn't matter if I have the best home and the best car and the best memories. It doesn't matter that much. It just doesn't. Because, I mean, there's a thousand reasons for that, but the main reason we find here is it just doesn't last. And the fool continues to chase things that doesn't last. But the person who's wise says, you know what, I'm getting off that train, and I'm going to follow the will of God because it does last, it does remain, it does stay, it does persist, and it does persist forever. So that's the question for us today is what will we live for? Will we continue on the rat race? Will we continue chasing things that cannot and will not satisfy? It's a guarantee and eventually, just once our, once we lose our body and our, our body goes away, all our joy goes away too because it's all found in the stuff of the world. Or will we live for the will of God? Will we find out what God's will is through Jesus Christ, find out what he desires, find out his purposes, and live for those things? Because when we do, we invest. We invest eternally. We abide forever. And that's a better way to live. That's a much better way to live. It's a harder way to live because you're not going to find a lot of people who live that way. Sadly, even amongst Christian circles. But if you do, if you live for the will of God and that is your main chief purpose, yes, you probably won't have a lot of the world's stuff, but you will invest. You will abide forever. I hope that's an encouragement to you. 
May we live for better things today because Christ is coming back and the world is passing away. Blessings to you. Thanks for listening to the Wyoming Valley Church Podcast. Join us for worship Sunday mornings beginning at 1030. We're located in the Dolphin Plaza on Highway 315 in Wilkesbury. Learn more about us at wyomingvalleychurch.org. Wyoming Valley Church, a place where all are welcome.